Welcome to Elite Week. And uh, yeah, this is one that definitely is not going to have any technical difficulties whatsoever. I definitely did not just get off of work after pulling my second uh, 18 plus hour day in a row. I definitely did not just literally go right up until the time we were supposed to start typing up show notes for the meeting that we skipped yesterday, the rundown meeting. I definitely did not just crack a cold one because I'm going to need to fucking get some alcohol in me to get through this. And, uh, yeah, everything's great. How are you guys doing today? Arson Cross, hello. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing fantastic. Uh, lots going on, but I'm pretty pumped. Excited to fly for everybody today. Right on. Everybody's seeing your screen because you were the one that is streaming this out live because when we uh, at like 758, 7.59, 8.03, we're having sort of technical difficulties and was whatever with me doing it, uh, we threw to you to to uh, 
to stream. So everybody's seeing your screen, right? That is correct. Right on. And uh, Commander Roy Cookson, how are you doing today, my friend? Well, I'm back fresh from my weekend getaway. Uh... Yes, yes. <laughs> you had a you had a hot date that is, I think they label it a sure thing after however many years of marriage it should be a sure thing <laughs> it, was a, it was a great it was a great break uh it was uh yeah and it was you know there's a difference between a a trip and a vacation this was a mm -hmm. this was a vacation because it was without the kids so nice that's, that's what makes the difference it was a Fantastic. great time had a, had a busy week uh, of course once you do that sort of thing everything piles up when you come back but i managed to squeeze a bit of uh, gameplay in this week and uh, mm -hmm. had some fun testing some stuff earlier today that I'll talk about later and uh, yeah happy to be here happy to be back right on man well I've gotten a lot of feedback about these songs for the last couple of weeks just just for those that you know that don't know you can look in the YouTube uh, show notes you know we stream live so the show notes aren't up as we stream but within a couple hours they go up and they have you know they have links to everything that's discussed in the show including the opening and closing songs. These songs are all by a guy named Elements with a Z underscore. And uh, if you look, you know, a couple hours from now, you will see the link to that. That was Federal Idiot, which obviously is the parody of the, uh, uh, I'm blanking now on the name of the, the Green Day. Green Day Green song. Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they're, they're great, great stuff. Um, and, and we've got another one for him at the close of the show. I've been highlighting him for the last couple of weeks. And, uh, most of the time we highlight, uh, Toko So and Miguel Johnson's work, uh, which are amazing, but I just wanted to play a couple of, you know, parodies by this, uh, this guy elements for people to enjoy. <clears throat> All right. So let's get to it. Shall we? Uh, do you guys uh, do you guys have some cold ones cracked open to enjoy as we uh, go through this thing? It's about finished ones, so I'll I'll find a, a, a moment a moment uh, partway through here to refill. But yes, what are what are you uh, what are you having tonight? I enjoy um, uh, dark beers uh, when I can, uh, and Avery Reverend. I think I mentioned this a while back. I I like Avery Reverend. It's one of my favorite. Uh, Domestic Belgian clones, I'd, I'd call it. They do a great job of uh, emulating a Chappelle. So, uh, right on, right on. I'm a huge fan of Chappelle. I love all of his work. So yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, Arson? What are you having tonight? What I am drinking may or may not be illegal in some jurisdictions, so I'm going oh to my. refrain from sharing. All right. Absinthe. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think he's drinking some moonshine. <laughs> Nice. All right. So we'll leave that be. But um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to it. So first, um, let's see here. Okay. We got to do the podcast intro, which means we got to hit the plugs. This is super, super important for sort of newer content creators like ourselves uh, who aren't established. We don't have the... Uh, you know, the 10 billion fans of Obsidian Ant or whatnot, you know, please make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Hit the little bell thing so that you see when we're up. Um, <clears throat> if you're listening to this in a podcast, you know, make sure you give us a rating, uh, give us a nice review, whatever. Uh, super, super important. 
and we we just want to sort of keep growing and keep you know being able to sort of share things with uh with you guys as as we go this is your sort of weekly roundup talk show and you know we hope you you enjoy it whether it's while driving in the car or you know mowing the lawn or whatever in podcast form or if you throw it up on the second screen while you're making thousands of jumps on your way back from you know beagle point uh you know however you choose to enjoy it we just want to keep sort of spreading the news and um on that uh sort of uh topic earlier today i released on both youtube and podcast form episode 22 of elite week that's that's why this is episode 23 um and episode 22 was an interview it was just 20 some odd minutes long it was an interview with alec turner from the buckyball race club uh and we discussed number one the the two races that have just happened in the last couple of weeks the first one was engineer canyon mayhem and the second one was the LaveCon 2020 race and we discussed the new race that starts in just a few hours it literally starts tomorrow but tomorrow utc which is like any moment now actually it's actually right now is tomorrow so it's starting right now so stop listening to the show and go do the race <laughs> who needs to listen to these american idiots anyways Catch us on the podcast yes later yeah yeah but um so that race is live the keys to the carrier and my carrier is the carrier in keys to the carrier <clears throat> i loaned it to the buckyball race club for uh 10 days to get this race done and you know um yeah should be should be good times um so if you want to hear that you can find that like i said in in both podcast form and on the youtube and there's going to be another one there's going to be another <clears throat> super secret interview that happens uh i'm going to do it monday morning early and we're going to go ahead and release it tuesday uh but you know what you're here you're a fan I'm going to give you the inside scoop. It's going to be a private interview with uh, uh, Frontier Community Management Team. I'm going to have a little talk with uh, the new lead community manager, Arthur Tolmy. And uh, I think Stephen is also going to sit in on that. Uh, maybe Bruce, we'll see. Um, but should be good stuff. And I'm going to I have some questions prepared, which I think uh, some of you guys might find of uh, of interest so definitely keep an eye on that so like i said subscribe hit the little bell icon and make sure that you don't miss out on anything as we go forward here um so guys today is uh oh, it's friday july 17th coming up here this is this is like literally 51 years ago today the crew were all of Apollo 11 were already on their way to the moon. They had, uh, <clears throat> what, they had taken off yesterday, right? They had taken off on July 16th, and then they arrived on July 20th. So as of Monday, would be the 51st um, anniversary of, uh, you know, the first uh, human landing on the moon, and uh, or humans, and the first, you know, steps on the moon and whatnot. 
it's a it's a pretty pretty huge day in uh you know the the whole space uh you know the history of space travel and uh, after sort of a long time of us uh sort of going backwards we're just now at the point where we're turning it around and starting to leap forward again and hopefully this leap will be more sustained and it won't <clears throat> sort of be uh tossed aside by the sort of fickle uh, uh twists of fate and uh, we're gonna push forward and and actually get ourselves to the point of being a uh you know an interplanetary species which we need to do we absolutely need to do um all right so guys what do you think about first off the the, the buckyball race interviews the you know the the 50 51 anniversary 51st anniversary i'm i'm dude i'm fried today guys i'm gonna just say drinking no very heavily. well i haven't i haven't uh left the stream to go check out the live broadcast of the other interviews so can't say much about that but um the the apollo landings uh gosh i'm sure uh us as well as a huge percentage of our audience um you know that's that's a huge part of the of of uh either we grew up with it or learned about it as we were growing up because it was in the past and it was something that uh was fascinating and and drove so many things in real life and in science fiction and uh it was a quantum leap in in uh what people believed was possible and created all kinds of um aspirations for people i you know i was uh that was that landing was uh uh about uh, let's see about 18 months before i was born so um i could imagine my parents having these thoughts of like man i wonder what uh our son's gonna grow up into we're already at the moon imagine what he's gonna see <laughs> and uh unfortunately we kind of plateaued there for a while um but i'm super super excited to see uh the likes of uh, spacex and uh uh, and yeah, and Boeing and others, and, and just the, the mass efforts that are going into making this happen in a bigger and better and more sustainable way. Uh, it'll be better the second time around, you know, there to stay sort of thing and onwards from there. So uh, super, super excited. Maybe now I get to dream about what my kids will experience. And, and I was the, I was the, uh, the pause, <laughs> uh, but they'll, they'll, get to, they'll get to participate in it. Mm. You're, you were the generation that said, hey, where's my flying cars? Yeah, yeah. Right on, Arson. Yeah, I'm running from a Goliath right now that I didn't <laughs> expect. Uh, <laughs> the anniversary of the uh, the moon stuff that's that's pretty exciting. I did not know that. Um, I I've already forgotten what the other things were that were said though. Unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, the other the other thing was the uh, the Buckyball race interview that went up oh, earlier today. Yeah, yeah uh, just amazing stuff. The Buckyballers, especially lately, so much is going on over there. Um, and it, it just the people on their Discord have been super helpful. Um, I was over there recently, and all these races are so exciting. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to see their work every time they put something new out. Right on. Uh, all right, so let's let's get it moving. We've got. Um, <clears throat> let's start off with. You know what? 
let's start off with the dark wheel update we keep putting i've always been putting the dark wheel update as 0.7 and the fact of the matter is is i think a lot of people kind of come to hear you know what's going on what's the situation with the dark wheel there's a lot of people that join the discord for that so let's get into it where we're at with the dark wheel is we're inching our way up in and yanwu um I'm kind of thinking that maybe some people have been confused and they've been like, hey, I was fighting the war. That was fun. I got my Daka Daka Dakas on and I want to keep Daka Dakaing. So I'm going to go ahead and <clears throat> I'm going to bounty hunt in Anyanwu and that's going to, you know, that's how I'm going to help the cause. And I just want to sort of make it clear for everyone in case there's any confusion. If you bounty hunt, in and Yanwu, you are helping out the other side. Um, so the way that you want to do it is you want to go to LFT926 and bounty hunt there. And then you want to sell all of your bounties there, except for, this isn't key, except for the bounties that specifically are listed for the Dark Wheel faction. So fly to LFT926, <clears throat> bounty hunt there, sell all the stuff there except for the nine two or excuse me, except for the, the dark wheel ones. Take those to Enyan Wu and then turn those in there. That's the proper way. Looking at the numbers, we've been looking at it, and it seems that a lot of people have been excited to help out and they've been doing <clears throat> bounty hunting in Enyan Wu which is literally hurting our cause to gain influence. So I wonder if maybe people don't appreciate the complexity, right? It's uh, the background simulation, the BGS is some pretty special voodoo. And if you don't uh, do exactly plan, just even just doing something slightly different than the plan can actually work against it. And people not, might not realize that. Yeah, so that's why we've made it all very, very clear in the standing orders. Plater today was running missions for the Dark Wheel. I know DH... Is running missions uh i know you know um burr has been running missions for the dark wheel um i i know scorbius is running missions this weekend <clears throat> we've been trying to get it really work really hard to get the word out to everybody like hey let's do this number one the best way if you just want to help out and you're like hey man i'm down for the cause what can i do the absolute best way to help out right now is to go to anyanwu Go to that little shoebox system, the uh, 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 port, uh, and get straight good old-fashioned inf missions. Good old-fashioned influence plus, 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 plus missions. The more you do, the better. <clears throat> do not turn in bounties in general to Enyanwu. The only ones you turn in are the ones that say the Dark Wheel. Do not do has reses in Enyanwu, that hurts us, period, no matter what. Do not uh, do trade for profit into Enyanwu, that hurts us. Do not trade in cartographics into Enyanwu, that hurts us. So, even though with all of this other whatever, we're still, you know, crawling our way up, and working our way up, and we still will uh, be you know, in a, a uh, election type conflict, it'll it'll most likely because of the types of governments that we are, I think it's like a 90% chance, 80 to 90% chance that it will be an election. It might be a war, 
but I don't think so. I think it'll be an election with um, the leading faction in Enyanwu, and then we will own Enyanwu, and then it'll be way easier. We'll fly up because cartographics, bounty hunting, every kind of thing, trade for profit, it'll all help us, and then we'll fly right up again. But um, Something I didn't understand until I got into PGS was there's a huge difference when your faction is the top faction mm -hmm. versus something else. When it's something else other than the top faction, then there's a more restricted set of things you can do to help. Once you're the top faction, there's many more things you can do to help. By by a very large margin. And where we're at right now is the, the system of Enyanwu is owned by the Alliance of LTT 5419. They have 37%. We have 27.5%. So if people you know, sort of do the right things, we should very, very, very easily, we should finish the weekend, really, by starting off a conflict with them. Uh, but for sure, by the end of the week, we'll, we'll be well into our conflict with them. We'll sweep it in four days, and then we will, you know, jet on. Now, from 926, we're in our last day I think our last day of the expansion. So we should this weekend land somewhere. And we have a specific somewhere in mind, but I don't want to say just yet to jinx it. And I also don't want to uh, put it in a position where um, sort of anybody else is able to go, oh, okay, it's real easy. He said that's what they're going for. We're going to screw them up there. So, yeah, sometimes these things are fragile. <clears throat> Get them to go in the right direction. Very, very much so. But as it stands, uh, you know, we, we should be go good to go. Um, and I, I want to kind of hit on a point. Um, there was a hilarious, I don't know if anybody heard it, but Galnet News Digest Radio this week um, had a hilarious <clears throat> section uh, where they talked about the turning the dial and they said, you know, what we're doing is we are attacking, uh, <clears throat> you know, Lave Radio in the Lave system. And since we're going to a system close to Seoul and then trying to expand into Seoul, what would be closest to Seoul would be Alpha Centauri, which is obviously the home of Hutton Orbital Radio. So they said, what we're doing is we're clearly taking over Hutton Orbital Radio and Lave Radio so that we can hijack their, their broadcast feeds and just... Uh, uh, put out elite week 24 hours a day seven days a week on every radio feed in the galaxy uh love Watherspoon, hilarious just thank you so, for, so much for the shout out it was it was super super hilarious and super super fun and and he's funny and obviously the guys at hutton <clears throat> have been doing a phenomenal job of supporting this project all along with you know doing uh you know stories and and in their news feed and whatnot and so i just want to thank everybody uh on that it's been it's been super 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 fun but the elite week project or sorry the dark wheel project goes well this is like i said the only time that my carrier is not going to be directly supporting the project for the life of the project if this project goes for another year the carrier will be in the active system for the whole rest of the year or for the whole you know rest of that time 
it literally is just this uh, period which ends on July 26th. So in, in less than 10 days, my carrier will be back supporting the program. It's just this short time where I promised uh, that I was going to lend it out to the Buckyball racers for, for their race. And I'm super, super happy and proud to be a part of that because I love the Buckyball racers. They definitely, definitely deserve all the love and, and <clears throat> support that they can get. So, um, yeah, so everything's going well with the Dark Wheel. And we look forward to next week being a massive sort of huge news week for, for uh, you know, to share with you guys of lots and lots of cool stuff. You know, um, maybe something else just to mention, since there's so many new people coming mm -hmm. in every week, uh, a thing that was new, that I learned that I thought was important was if you want to help out with the Dark Wheel, um, you don't have to spend your entire playtime doing that to make a difference. I mean, congrats if you do, and that's much appreciated. But the way the BGS works is the more people who do more people doing a little bit is more powerful than a few people doing a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, so even if even if all you do is a couple of missions here and there in each play session, that matters. It moves the needle. Uh, when a lot of people do a little bit like that, um, I mean, surely there's people that um, that love just diving straight into it and doing all the missions, and that's their whole play style, and it's awesome. But even if you just want to, even if you don't feel like you have time for that, I didn't want people to think that, well, I, you know, it's not even going to mean much unless I'm like putting four hours into this thing. It's not it at all. You can, you can run a few missions here and there and it all, it all adds up. Absolutely. You, you could not be uh, more right. Um, even if it's just a situation where you say, hey man, I, uh, I've got, you know, two hours to run a couple missions, but only on Wednesdays, or ah, I could do it, you know, a couple nights a week or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent. That's great. We so much appreciate it. Uh, that's, that's lovely. So you're, you're absolutely right. As, as it's like one of those for just the price of a cup of coffee, for just however much time you have, man, we, we want you to be a part of this, this project that is, I believe, gonna make history in this game so come and and uh come and join us won't you all right next up we've got uh frontier made a pre-announcement of new odyssey information <clears throat> uh so it was on the forums uh let's see here where did i put this let me pull this up right here from the show notes the uh yeah uh here we go and it doesn't want to pull it up hold on this is everything that can possibly go wrong today technically is so i'm pulling it up and i'm just manually pasting it because you know how it's like control click and then it'll paste it yeah not doing it all right <clears throat> uh this was posted yesterday at 1.36 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this was posted by Stephen Benedetti. Greetings, Commanders. Uh, with the announcement of Elite Dangerous Odyssey, we know that you're excited and keen to learn more of what's to come. Over the coming months, we have some really exciting news and content to share with you. We will be kicking things off in August with a fantastic developer's diary, which will show you some behind-the-scenes development of Elite Dangerous Odyssey. 
We can't wait to show you more, and we are excited to share this epic journey with you. Guys, this is the tip of the iceberg. There is more coming. Um, we're in a situation now where in the next, I would say, it, the month of August is going to be, not only is it going to have the dev diary, there will be more information that they will be posting. Um, GamesCon was supposed to be in August, and that is when they were going to do, uh, I believe, a another trailer. We can expect to get a good bit of information in August, as well as possibly some other things. Wink, wink. I'm not going to say more about that. What do you, uh, Arson, start with your input on that. Dev Diary coming in August. What do you think? I So I've been drooling over the potential of a dev diary ever since they first mentioned it, knowing when we're going to get it. It's the best. Oh, yeah. It's sliced bread for me. Um, well, this is the first one. It's not the only one. This is the first one. That's important to keep in mind. That that part especially uh, excites me, because especially if you look all the way back to Kickstarter when they were doing the dev diaries for the initial development, if they mm -hmm. even get close to going in, or or better yet, Horizons, uh, mm -hmm. they did some dev diaries on how the planet generation works. Oh, yeah. You got so much insight into how Stellar Forge worked, and mm -hmm. they were talking about mechanics like... Uh, you know, it goes back as far as they simulate big bangs, mass distribution across the galaxy, and then each system, the mass in it, then generates the bodies, and then the gravitational effects that they have on each other dictate their tectonics, and then that dictates the surface. And it just, the stuff that they do, it, it excites me so much, and I cannot wait to hear Frontier talk about it. It's going to be amazing. Right on. So keep in mind, I think that Dev Diary you're talking about was Dev Diary 1, and that was with Dr. K. Ross and uh, Ed, uh, the old community manager. And uh, that is actually my favorite of all of the Dev Diaries, and they're all great. But number one, you, it, they started off with the biggest bang, and then you just, you, you just couldn't keep up with it. And uh, a little birdie has given me a hint that we might be seeing some more Dr. K before too long. Ooh. And let me tell you something that I love, love, love me some Dr. K. And that would be, that would make me so, so thrilled and so, so happy. We're talking about a genius astrophysicist who was literally a CERN astrophysicist and then came to Frontier and it was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come over here now and I'm gonna make a galaxy and we'll see what happens. And and literally she was so amazing at it that they asked her back to give a presentation. And I think it was it was a big presentation. And there was a lot of CERN people there. She gave a presentation about making the galaxy, and it was hilarious because a lot of the people in the audience were her old colleagues from, you know back in the actual sort of real world astrophysics days so that was super super awesome and i i cannot wait to get some more dr k roy yeah i um i wasn't around for the horizons uh one uh but i do remember the ones from the kickstarter and uh it's all good stuff right it's uh 
it's, it's just a, a fascinating. I, I would, um, I'm more interested in seeing them keep going versus, you know, having some big splash and then peter out. But it sounds like they're heading more for maybe for the former than the latter. So I think that's going to be great. It's uh, mm -hmm. lots of stuff to chew on and think about and, and start to fill in the fill in the picture and and uh, things to things to daydream about. And, and uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Right on. And uh, while we're while we're hitting on the subject of sort of frontier announcements and whatnot, I just real quick, um, well, you know what? We'll save that for state of the game. Sorry for to, for the tease. Let's go. Let's go into the the next point, which is the dot three patch, aka Nerfapalooza, aka all of the nerd rage. Um, so let's let's first start by saying what we've noticed wasn't fixed yet okay and let's get into let's start off with let's leave all the mining stuff for the second half of this segment let's just start off with we've got number one there's still situation where you know in super cruise you, you target your fleet carrier you hit super cruise you jump to your fleet carrier and super cruise and you notice as you're getting close there hey that's not my carrier name it's man just randomly retargeted onto something else obviously annoying um that was one that roy had actually just encountered earlier today yeah it just happened again a few minutes ago it's still going on <clears throat> yeah and uh arson you had one as well that you said that it was annoying you and you looked it up and it was already reported you want to share that <laughs> yeah so I, I was attacked by a pirate in, in true elite fashion. I smacked him down and took the tritium he dropped, and it was stolen as a result, and I was not able to use it to refuel my carrier. That was a little disheartening. I wound up having to destroy about 10 tons of it. <laughs> so you right on. lose some. Okay. Well, keep in mind, you could have... Uh... Uh, I'm trying to think right now. Does, I think Yanwu does have a... a, uh, a uh, black yeah, it does. It has a black oh. market. So you could have sold that to Yanwu and you would have... Now, the only thing you want to sell in Yanwu to help the Dark Wheel, because we don't own the system yet, is your black market goods or things for a loss. And um, because that hurts the controlling system. Now, keep in mind, next week when we own the system, we don't want to do any of that because, you know, that's how that works. But, uh, yeah, so keep that in mind. All of your stolen tritium, sell it at the Yanwu black market. <clears throat> Fight the power. I want to give a, a – this is – I know we're, we're sort of off this point, but I want to jump back real quick and hit something. For those who are in the Yanwu system <laughs> and are bemoaning the lack of – uh, elite week one the fleet carrier in the system that was helping support the dark wheel mission there is the fleet carrier tdw standing for the dark wheel so it's tdw harry's garage tdw because that's subtle and harry's garage is set up with a shipyard and uh outfitting and zero percent uh um what do you call it tariff and whatnot because Harry's Garage is uh, <clears throat> here for your needs and, and helping to support the program. So use it. All right. Let's get it back to the, the second point of the Nerf of Palooza. Okay. 
So here's let's get to the mining part. Is there anything else on the on the other part that anybody wants to chime in with? Hmm. <clears throat> on the mining part, uh, there was a PSA uh, hosted by a commander, Behold the Flesh, uh, with a reminder that uh, laser mining for Painite is only working in metallic rings and not metal rich. And you can find the Painite hotspots in metal rich, but you're only going to find cores there. <clears throat> so if you've been trying to mine Painite, like me, and hitting the wrong ring type that's why yep Good all right so you're jumping us right into this next segment which is the mining part and for that we're going to need to crack open another one uh okay so let's get to the mining nurse <clears throat> or fixes or changes adjustments whatever number one and i have not tested this yet so i'll let you know for sure by next week's show because i will go check it myself just to be sure but number one they claim that the slf mining bug is now fixed they claimed that last week and it wasn't fixed so i'm gonna check it for myself and then i'll let you know but if it's fixed all i can say is big salute it needed to be fixed that was dope so anybody feel differently on the slf mining bug that was literally an exploit yeah, that was exploded. Good riddance. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I actually know the person that discovered the original fighter mining exploit. Um, I, I, I hate it so much. It drives me crazy. Anything where you are logging in and out of the game repeatedly, even the material grind things that people are using for engineering, I can't stand it. It drives okay. me crazy. So the, the next fix was the fix... To LTD low temperature diamond bug where by demand would not diminish if there was any BGS state other than none. So let me explain that very clearly for people. With other minerals, uh, you would have situations where, oh, um, I'm, I'm selling painite, I'm selling void opals, I'm selling <clears throat> whatever, and they, they have a demand of 4,000. And I, I just sold 900 or 750, let's say. I just sold 750 in one go. And now they have a demand of, oh, 4,000. It didn't go down. That's clearly an error. It should have been never put in, in it like that ever. And as a result, <clears throat> you would end up with... now. It worked fine if it had a state of none. There's many systems that have none for a state, and, and then it worked. But if you had, you know, everybody that's selling low-temperature diamonds is obviously going to boom. They're going to, uh, what's the other one, the, the, the public holiday or whatever, where you get the highest yield. Um, so in those cases, <clears throat> it just wasn't diminishing the way it's supposed to. That obviously is a good fix. Uh, does anybody feel differently than that? Uh, no, I mean, that's something that uh, has been talked about a lot as, as being necessary for the long-term health of the system. Um, I, I could see where people are upset just because it's a change and now things feel harder. But mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of... Uh, that, 
that's the part of the balancing that everybody I think wants to see start to converge so that there's not such a reliance on one on one play mode okay yeah so, I, I'm happy about it the, the before it was just okay how many tons can you sell at a time is is what that demand was and that being changed it's it actually works right it's great the third point is bug of overlapping hotspots and hotspots rebalance okay now this is good and let me tell you why this is good because number one as far as the bug part <clears throat> okay fix the bug if it was an unintended thing you had a mistake fix it in regard to rebalancing hotspots here's why that's awesome <laughs> if you double the yield the way they did it was they doubled the yield on regular hotspots and then they wanted to diminish the yield of the overlapping hotspots. And the reason for that was they, if you put one quarter of the entire population of the game in one system, shit gets janky. The load times go weird. Things don't want to render. Weird bugs happen. You're overtaxing the hell out of your system and your servers and your whatnot. And you're putting everybody artificially in one spot, which is bad for so many reasons. Um, not the least of which is people like me, I play Iron Man mode. I do not leave open anymore. I just stay in open. I mine in open. And when you play in open, like I couldn't go to those spots because like that would be obviously a death sentence. That would just be dumb. So <clears throat> I, I feel like lessening the server stress <clears throat> in these key choke points is good. Rebalancing things is good. And and they had intended this such that it was going to spread people out, social distancing, yay. But it wasn't going to hurt that much. And if you look, here's how you know. <clears throat> because number one, they intended to double the, the output from regular hotspots, and this is a direct quote from the patch notes, while still ensuring the they, being the overlaps, provide a higher yield than non-overlapping hotspots. So what they're saying there is a regular hotspot, whether it's an LTD or a Paynite or whatever, would double in the amount of return, and the overlaps would be higher than that. Now, let's get to the elephant in the room. They obviously screwed up the implementation of this. That is not, you cannot say right now, oh, this nerf is too hard. You don't know what the nerf is. This is a bug. This is a bug the other way. This is, they screwed up, they over tweaked it, they know about it, and they've already said like, hey man, we know, we see that there's issues with this, we're looking into it. I fully expect that this time next week we'll be talking about, in the show, we'll be talking about <clears throat> the dot .4 patch that came out that greatly fixed a lot of the problem that we're having. Now, I went out for a half hour <clears throat> and looked for LTDs in an LTD overlap spot and found none. I was talking to Astro. Uh, down to Earth Astronomy, <clears throat> he did the same thing and found 
none. So Galora from his group did the same thing and he got lucky, but he did stay for like 46 minutes. So he stayed later and he got one rock that had LTDs. Okay, that obviously is not intended. They broke it. It's a mistake. These things happen. They'll fix it. So before you go and set your hair on fire and say, they over-nerfed this. No, they didn't over-nerf it. They screwed up on their intended nerf. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe they fix it next week and they say, okay, we fixed it and here are the numbers. And maybe at that point, you feel they over-nerfed it. And we can have a valid argument. Maybe I'll agree with you. Maybe I'll disagree with you. Who knows? But that'll be a whole different conversation. Right now, this would be like saying, okay, I'm opening up a new pizza place. I'm starting it up. I've made my first pizza. There's a small problem. The oven didn't get any power, so it didn't turn on. And you ate a bite of the pizza and say, this pizza is dog shit. You'd be right. It's not cooked, but you can't judge what the proper whatever is based off of the uncooked whatever. Kind of give them a give them a week, let them fix it, let them implement it, and then we can decide if we want to rage or we want to say, "Huh, well done," or if we want to say, "Meh, that's not great, but I can live with it." Like there's there could be a whole spectrum of answers that you feel next week. Me personally, here's what I'm telling you. The SLF, SLF mining mug bug never should have happened. I'm glad it's fixed. <clears throat> as far as low temperature diamonds, let's keep this in mind for a second, okay? Pre the January patch, a good price for LTDs was 950K. If you got it to 950K, like a lot of times you'd see it for 600K, 700K. If you saw it for 950K, everybody was selling their LTDs if they had them. And people weren't really focused on LTDs because void opals were way more money at that point. So... At that point, if you wanted a core mine, nobody did subsurface mining because it was dog shit. If you wanted a core mine, you core mined LTDs. If you wanted to laser mine, you laser mined Paynite. And Paynite was selling for, what, 400, 500? And it was such that, it, because it was so much easier to quickly get, Paynite was the king on dollars per hour, credits per hour. But they nerfed in January, they nerfed Painite, they nerfed Void Opals, they artificially left low-temperature diamonds high, they artificially looked the other way on multiple bugs about low-temperature diamonds, not, not the least of which was the fact that you could sell, 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 and the demand never diminished. And why did they do that? Uh, we can never prove it until 10 years later when people start doing interviews and they say like, yeah, I worked on that back in the day and this was what happened. But my, my guess, my suspicion, my hunch is they overlooked it so that people had an easy path to get their fleet carriers. <clears throat> but for the good of the long-term sort of stability of the game, they're now closing that loophole. They're fixing this stuff. In the end, next week, I suspect that what we're gonna talk about is the fact right now, low temperature diamond credits per hour is nerfed by about 99% because you it's a pain in the butt to find any. There's, there's weird bugs people are having with cores where like you go to target crack open a core 
and you go to t- crack open, you know, to, to, to knock off the subsurface deposits or the surface deposits rather that are exposed once you crack the core and they're immune. They're inside the rock. You know, there's so many bugs right now. So right now, low temperature dining, uh, low temperature diamond mining profit has gone down by 99% per hour. This is not what they intended. I submit to you that what they intended was for low temperature diamond mining profit per hour to go down by about 40%, which I submit to you would put it more or less in line with void opals, painite, and other stuff. Like if you noticed, they've cranked up like serendipidite or whatever and bendidoite. Those are sometimes worth some actual cash. So what we're seeing here is I believe, I hope, the death of the reign of low-temperature diamonds and a new, more balanced, slightly nerfed by like 30%, 40%, lowered hourly wage of people that are grinding out the mining and a new system where you got to kind of pay a little bit of attention. You can't be brain-dead. And just mine the same thing for the next year solid. I'm going to mine this one rock every day. This is what I get. I'm a low temperature diamond man. Oh, not me. I'm avoidable man. Like, I hate that. The whole idea of a system where like, I'm going to just do this one thing forever. No, I think we're going to get to a system where it's like, yo, man, Bendidoite prices are jumping. Let's get it. Oh, that'd be so refreshing. Right, to, to, to look, actually mine the portfolio of things that are out there, and then and then play the markets to, right? to sell them at the right time and all that. Yeah. So yeah, just like I said, keep in mind before you complain or give your thoughts about this dot three patch. It's broken. We know that it's broken. Frontier knows that it's broken. It's gonna get adjusted again. And like I said, I think at that point you're gonna go from. Oh, I've lost 99% of my profit per hour to eh, I've lost 40% of my profit per hour. And then, like I said, maybe that's still going to like, ah, I'm still mad. Rubble, rubble, rubble. Or maybe you're like, oh, okay, that sucks. But, uh, it's, you know, within, yeah, yeah, it needed a nerf. In which case, you know, okay, whatever. But let's judge it next week. Let's not judge it this week, okay? Um, so having said that, oh, and, and, and one last thing. <clears throat> They've already stated that they see the unintended consequence of this change that they made with the, the overlapping. Honestly, what I think happened was <clears throat> there was a thing where it's like, okay, overlapping hotspots, we're going to, you know, minus 30% yield on overlapping hotspots. And somebody fat fingered it. And they came up with minus 300% yield on overlapping hotspots. We've seen this before. I'll give you the exact time we saw this before. In the fucking uh, the uh, beta for um, when they introduced uh, what's that called? Fuel uh, scooping of the of the uh, not pulsars uh, neutrons. Neutrons, neutron star scooping. In, in in when you would neutron star boost, they it was supposed to be that neutron stars gave you thirty percent bonus to your jump range. And white dwarfs gave you 50% bonus to your jump range because they were way harder than neutrons. Somebody fat-fingered it and typed in 300%. 
And what ended up happening is they caught it later and said, oh, we're going to fix this. That was only meant to be 30%. And the crowds went nuts. And then they're like, okay, okay, okay. You can keep your 300%. But I think, honestly, this was just, somebody went and they went out. They said, okay, hotspots times, you know, plus 100% because they're doubling the yield of one hotspot. And then they were supposed to go, overlapping minus 30 percent somebody typed in minus 300 percent and now you end up with i went out for an hour and i got not a single goddamn low temperature diamond um so as an unintended result of that they also just basically made it next to impossible to find any uh tritium it's so so hard to find tritium unless you know the trick and and we're going to get to that in a minute roy's going to tell you the trick but <clears throat> it, it's made it to where the best places to go to get tritium are not the places you're supposed to go and frontier have already publicly stated they put a uh, uh, arthur put a post on the forum saying they know about it they had not in any way intended for any change to tritium to happen whatsoever that will absolutely be addressed and fixed so now Having said all of that, I'm going to turn it over to you guys to give all of your thoughts on this patch, and then Roy's going to take it right into the next segment uh, to talk about that tritium thing. All right, we're going to start with Arson, and then you turn it over to Roy. All right, well, I mean, my feelings are, are pretty simple. I mean, yeah, it sucks that there's a screw-up. It happens, uh, especially with live service games. You cannot predict what happens when you send your code base live. Um, un unfortunately, you know, it, it, it kind of hampered my personal plans, but that's neither here nor there. It just means I have to wait a week for what I wanted. Um, but as, as far as it's concerned, what they're actually trying to do with the changes, I am totally for it. Uh, I'm excited about the, the nerf to, or rather the fix for the exploit, especially. Um, and I'm really looking forward to going back to that age of switching between different things and not just mining one thing constantly. Um, beyond that, though, I don't have any other thoughts on it other than I'm excited to see what it looks like when it's actually fixed. Uh, but Roy, if you want to take it from there. Um, yeah, so um, I had uh, been following the story uh, this week, and ha one of the things I wanted to look into was I'd heard a rumor that, uh, you know, we, we I'd read posts, there's all kinds of information about how the LTD sites are broken, and tritium mining is broken, and, um, you know, obviously it's going to get fixed, but until it gets fixed, uh, we have some marooned carriers. Uh, it's just not feasible at the current in the current situation if the hot spot is 99 percent lower in yield mm -hmm. uh it doesn't it's not worth your time you know to go to go uh, uh farm tritium mm. but i had heard that potentially tritium was showing up in of all places ltd hotspots i can confirm um, this i've seen them there yes yeah. So, so I had uh, I had seen a post by uh, Commander Knot from the the DSSA where he referenced a tool that I had I had not seen before. I'm glad he mentioned it. It's a tool that was made by Commander uh, Commander Fank, and he has a website. and I think we can put the the link in the in the show notes. And this is a web based tool that will analyze your journal, your Commander journal, and uh, from that. If it's a journal entry or a period of time where you've been mining, 
it will pull out all of the asteroid yield data from your mining session and then provide you with some statistics. So you can basically, it's like an, it's like a, an essay. It's like an essay, A-S-S-A-Y, if you will, a mining essay of, of what you did in that portion of a ring and so forth. So I wanted to try it out. And, and I also wanted to investigate this thing about tritium and LTDs. So I loaded up this tool and went back to uh, HIP 4351. This is the one that uh, down to earth astronomy featured in his uh, pre-patch, you know, highest uh, yield per hour uh, place. And um, I had actually been there pre-patch as well. So I had journal entries I could feed into this tool for a comparison. And what I found was, you know, look, pre-patch, I had gone in there and uh, done some casual, let's say, laser and subsurface mining. Um, nothing too intense. I was uh, on Discord at the time and watching some videos and stuff. So, But I got like 142 tons of LTDs in about an hour. Um, and in looking at the the data of, of uh, what I got uh, on a, on, as far as tritium, and when I pulled that into the journal, in that hour, I only got like one tritium. Uh, so then I went back and post-patch, what I found was I, I tested uh, the sweet spot in the middle of the 3x overlap. I tested uh, the center of one of the 1x, like so of the three hotspots, I went to one of those three in the 3x overlap at the center. And then I also went to a, a, a 1x uh, LTD hotspot on its own in the same ring. So that the idea was to try to look at overlaps versus non-overlaps. And as you've mentioned, Kai, I had the same experience where, um, whereas, whereas I'd gotten, you know, a fairly healthy chunk of LTDs, I got zero. Uh, and this was after, um, not a lengthy session, but I, I used about 150, uh, prospector limpets and found mm. zero, mm -hmm. zero LTDs, as a percentage, like none of the rocks showed any percentage, and there was no cores, and there was no subsurface. It was and zero. this was this was just to clarify. This was at a triple LTD overlap hotspot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. what you're seeing there is uh, overlapping. You know, minus thirty percent strength. Whoops, fat fingered it. Minus three hundred percent strength, and now it's gone from. So now it's like overlap. Uh, oh. Low temperature diamond hotspot. This word, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was kind of frustrating. And if I hadn't been doing it as a test, I would have left long before, you know, an hour was up. But uh, but you uh, were finding good trick. Yeah. So here's the thing: is I was finding all this. I was finding like what I found was seven to eight <laughs> times more tritium than I had found pre-patch. Uh, <laughs> so I, I look. I I still think that the amount of tritium that I found. Um, it's not, it's yeah. not as good as an, as a, a tritium hotspot used to be. Um, but if you're really hard up for some tritium, go mm -hmm. look at an LTD spot and you might, you might at least get something. It's better than random. <laughs> it's just better than random farming. And it's certainly better than going to a tritium hotspot. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I mean, like you said, it's not. It's not as good as the way it's supposed to be if you go to a tritium hotspot, but it sure as hell beats the way it is if you go to a tritium hotspot right now. Yeah, it's better than spending a month trying to refuel your carrier. You know, uh, if you just need a bit, maybe this is maybe this is a, a 
a thing to tide you over until they until they fix it. Mm. Mm. I think but, I but found just to, just to say it that Fank Commander Fank's tool. Uh, props to him. I'm going to continue using that tool. Um, that I, I I'm I'm sure <laughs> I came to it late. I'm sure other people have found it. But in case you didn't know about it check it out we'll oh it will again. definitely yeah and, it's definitely uh, going to be in the show notes for everyone a great thing to sort of take away the opinion from oh this is great that's not great like this is this gives you hardcore data from anything you've gone and done mining so mm -hmm. props to him i uh, I, po I just posted in the memes channel in the crew chat i think what's going to be the uh the thumbnail for this episode this is uh when the nerds storm the walls of frontier uh, <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be their list of demands. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's that says it all. Um, all right. So, I think we've covered how we all feel about this. And again, this is a discussion that's going to have to continue next week because when we yeah. see what it actually is, then we'll be able to right. intelligently discuss it. All we can say now is conceptually. The indi like the 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 independent pieces of it, what we think of the concept, but until we see it properly implemented, right now trying to judge it would be like you know, yeah. They've had an oopsie. We need to give them a week and then we'll check it again. Yeah, right now it's like trying to judge you know your vacation resort getaway by like oh well crap we might my kid got eaten by jaws it's like well obviously that's going to skew the results but we can't really rate the vacation just yet so we'll we'll see next week how we feel about all that I, you, you like that okay. huh, all right yeah yeah all right so moving on to the next uh point we've got i wanted to highlight primetime casual if you guys are not watching primetime casual he is an elite dangerous youtube content creator you absolutely, I, I'm I'm 99% positive I say this, every person that is hearing it is going like, duh, I know who that is. Yes, you should know who that is. He's amazing. He's phenomenal. He's great. He's one of the few good Germans. <laughs> I got to say that to get a little dig in at Dr. Nagy. All right. Uh, <clears throat> no, uh, all kidding aside, he has a phenomenal series, uh, Guide to the uh, Casuals Guide to the Galaxy Season 1 was uh going around to a bunch of different spots and like saying like oh hey you know this is let's look at this system this system has this kind of a star and this kind of whatever and he's got that cool sort of i don't know he's got a cool funky voice and he's like you know hello and welcome to guide to the galaxy it's very relaxing uh and series one was season one rather was amazing and it was great and it was all this cool like we're visiting this place and whatever Season two, completely different, but also super awesome. Season two is more of a action adventure sort of weekly TV show, like a series uh, in which he is, number one, sort of turning the wheel. He's he's hunting for Raxla. He's doing all this stuff. Uh, he's on a, like a personal voyage of discovery uh, for the mysteries of the galaxy but he's also being hunted by the club. And like for every sh episode, you know, it's a couple minutes long and it's him flying around and he's talking about his adventures to try to track down the mysteries. And then at the same time, like it'll cut to over to the other side and you'll hear like, 
oh, we're on to primetime casual. We're going to get him. We'll find him next week, blah, 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 whatever. You know, it's like, it's this whole thing. And it's a cool little series of vignettes. There's four episodes out for season two. I just wanted to highlight it. It's going to be in the show notes. Go watch it. It's it's going to be 15 minutes of your life, and you're going to uh, laugh and be inspired and be interested, and it's 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 just super, super uh, awesome. I hadn't seen this stuff. I went and watched it. I was impressed, <laughs> right? It, I, I, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, and, and uh, like you said, he's, he's got a, um, a good sort of radio voice, mm-hmm. and it's got some character to it, and it's uh, well – well played some it's not cringy i'll just say i'll just throw that out there it's not cringy it's fun it's he does it well and mm-hmm. uh it's a, it's a well done job and i'm looking forward to the to the episodes i would also say i really love his intro his intro <laughs> oh, with the, that, the, the song and, oh yeah and, yeah, and, the, video, and, and the and the, the video he's taken of it of in game that goes with it well done well mm-hmm. done yeah 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 i love that i love that song arson I can't wait to see it. <laughs> right on. So, yeah, definitely check it out. It's super, super good. All right, next up. Down to Earth Astronomy gave us an amazing, gave this show an amazing shout out on Hello Dave, this week's Hello Dave. Um, there's going to be a link to it in the show notes queued up. First off, Down to Earth Astronomy is, quite frankly, one of, for my money, <clears throat> the top three content creators for this entire game he's amazing he's a god his hello dave weekly sort of news show is so good and it's so like <clears throat> we're the long version of what he does what he does through skill and talent and 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 intelligence vastly superior to my own in every way he boils down most of what we do into like a you know 10 minute whatever segment we just do a talk show where we, you know, ramble on and talk. And we actually get more in-depth because it's, in, in fairness, we have more time to. Um, and, and we talk about more sort of finer points of things. But uh, if you're not checking out Hello, Dave, uh, every week, and if you're not checking out uh, Witch Face News every week, you're just missing out on so much stuff. Um but he gave us an amazing shout out and he said, you know, that our show was great and that, uh, you know, people should check it out and yada, yada, yada. And I, I was super, super thrilled. Guys, yeah, thank, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Astro. Uh, uh, Down to the Astronomy, Astro was actually the first YouTuber I watched when I started playing um, Elite and uh, binge, binge watched his history of, of things and uh uh, yeah, I have so much respect for what he does and uh, created the, the love, the initial love I have for the game. And then it's just blossomed as I've discovered other other um, content uh, content producers. Um, but he was the first. So thank you very much. It means a lot for him to, to shout out to us that way. Right on. Arson? Yeah, definitely a, a big, big thank you there. Um, I've actually been dis- subscribed to uh, Astro for quite a while now. I love his content. He is really, really good at uh, making sure that he goes through and and kind of talks about uh, you know all the facts, and he doesn't saturate it with uh, a whole bunch of uh, you know crap. It, it's fantastic. Right yeah. on, <clears throat> right on. So much love to Astro. I know he's on a little trip right now. 
And when he gets back, we're going to do some stuff, and it'll be great. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's move on to the next segment, which is the burr pit. Now, last week we did uh, a talk about the two things for the burr pit. The one was when, the, you know, the moons collide, and the other one was the flying spaghetti pistachio monster. And they put out a video last week on the flying spaghetti pistachio monster, so we discussed that. I just real quick want to hit up that they put out uh, this week. They put out the When Moons Collide video. It's a four-minute-long video. It's going to be in the, the show notes. As I just said, that Burr is one of, or uh, Astro is one of the top three content creators in the entire game. Burr, the Burr Pit is is one of the other two. Uh, and I'm going to not say who the third one is, so I don't have to risk offending anybody. But those these two uh, uh, content creators, the, the Burr Pit collectively, which is Burr and Rini, and Astro, uh, are, are, are amazing. Uh, I just cannot give enough love to Rini. If you look at this when moons collide video, you know, obviously Burr does a phenomenal job of, you know, it's a well-written script and, 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 and well-executed. He's got a great voice and whatnot, but Rini's camera work steals the show. Rini is a God. She is. And I, I, I say this, uh, uh, I don't know if this is politically incorrect or if this is bad to say or whatever, but I, Rini is just one of my favorite dudes. She's one of the guys. I love her to death and just, just super, super cool. Is that is that offensive to say? When, I don't know. I always, I it used to be a we'll compliment. I don't know if it later, is. But it sounds okay. <clears throat> I, I I mean it to be a a compliment. I just she's just one of the guys. She's she is a commander. And elite dangerous she is one of us and and this whole you know uh, it's a gamer girl it's whatever like nah 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 nah, nah screw you she's i put her up with the spvfa on that level of camera work and amazing you know flying skills and the ability yep. the, the ability to capture high level cinematography because that's what it is in this yep. game is a it is both a science and an art form, and she is a master of both. So big salute, 07, to, to Rini, and of course, to Burr for tricking her into marrying him. Uh, so congrats to both of y'all. What do you guys think about the When Moons Collide video? Uh, I, look, I've watched a ton of their videos, but this one, my mouth was hanging open. Like, this is, this is someone <laughs> who has refined their craft, mm. and... Uh, I um uh, the, the actually the first the first shot of the two moons conjoined mm -hmm. it made me think of I'm trying to remember what was that flyby mission in real life where they were looking at that uh uh Kuiper belt thing that turned out to be like the two potatoes joined end to end. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, but yeah. Beyond that, uh the flybys and then what shocked me was I mean, without giving it away, you need to go see this video, but oh, yeah. them flying at ground level. That was so good. Planets merging. I, I, like, I, <laughs> that was so good. It like, literally it had a lot of that. That was amazing. That a, was so, amazing. So A, that was so good. And B, I thought to myself, that would be the most ultimate if you film that, right? Somebody flying in an SLF as a camera drone flying over while an SRV is running remember like when oh, they would show yeah. like 2012 that really bad movie about the end of the world or you'd have stuff like uh deep impact or armageddon or whatever it was like oh you know 
whatever where, when they would show those scenes of like when when like there's natural disasters and it's like you know shit's hitting the planet and you're it's one of those where like you're 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 the rock and you're running across a building while it's on fire and exploding behind you and you just jump off the at the last second and fall like 30 stories into a lake or something and miraculously live that shot of when they were flying super super close as the two were colliding i was like i was literally watching it holding my breath like hold my god is he gonna make it out and that would be so so good and and if you do watch it stick to the very 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 oh, very there's end there's the great thing at the end oh, <laughs> yeah you have to stick so to the cool. very end because that will shift your perspective on the whole thing and then you're like oh it's like that is it okay all right yeah yeah arson what'd you think of this I gotta say, that's one of the coolest things that I've seen since Mitter and Hollow. Um, the, the the video was just fantastic, and and as y'all said, Rini's Rini's camera work it continually blows me away. And I have to throw some love to Burr here because he did a a, a special thing that I think is key. At the very beginning, he put it like literally. I think it's written across the screen, if I remember correct. But I know he said it. He was like Frontier. Do not fix this, please. We love this. Don't fix this. Yeah. This is neat. Leave it be. Uh, and and yes, I love you, Burr, for that. That was awesome. All right. So the next thing I think this is uh, Arson's thing, right? The Drew Wegar announcement. Yeah, it popped up in the uh, the feed earlier today. Uh, Drew Wegar, the author of uh, Reclamation and Premonition, both elite dangerous novels, one of which. Uh, mentions the club uh announced that commander m lehman has released unofficial sequels to his novels uh and those are titled uh well it's salome's legacy is the name of the series it's a two book series i i don't know if that's at the moment if they plan on doing more but there is literally two books right now i believe you can download both for free uh, with links off of Drew Wager's website. Uh, but the titles are uh, Into the Black and Shadows mm -hmm. of the Past. And j just based off of the fact that uh, Drew obviously had fantastic books, I have both of them, loved them. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then he is promoting them. I, I expect good things, and that, that's fresh as of today, this morning. So I think that uh, we're going to have some really good, interesting reads, because these books uh, take into account things that have actually happened in-game with players. Well, so I love Reclamation, uh, uh, and, and I, I love Premonition. You know, there's bits in Premonition where uh, it's Hassan, right? Hassan is the guy, and 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 he's going through his whole sort of like his internal tug of war of expressing his feelings or whatever, and uh, just I I love those books, and I have to wonder, seeing this, that there are these two uh, sort of unofficial uh, quote unquote continuations of the story of Salome. So I have to wonder, is this a situation like we get with S.A. Corey where, you know, he's writing and he's like five, well, they, because it's two guys, they're writing and it's like five books into the Expanse series and then they start writing, you know, you know, whatever, like the, the churn or, or, or this, you know, the gods of risk, whereas like 
is this a situation where we're looking at flashbacks or whatever uh with regard to salome where it's like this is a thing that happened you know previous like it because into the black could very much be sort of an intermission between reclamation and premonition uh shadows of the past that could be anything or is this an alternate reality rendition of the story where salome doesn't die at uh the you know the um the 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 player event whatever besieger doesn't take out salome on the way in and now this is sort of an alternate reality version what I'm, i'm super excited and interested i have not had a chance to look into it myself yet but i definitely am going to because as you said if it gets drew wagar's sort of seal of approval and he's hyping it that to me means that you know you're not going to do that with you know those books are his babies and if you write some crap he's not going to be like he's going to be take offense to it and be like yo man you're you just shit on my masterpiece no his endorsement means a lot yeah yeah all right well definitely check that out i'm i'm i know i'm going to as soon as the show's done uh so yeah and then we have some news on the great raxla potato hunt uh, who wants to go ahead and present that one? I guess I'll go for that one. Uh, it's it's a survey of uh, all star systems within 200 light years of Seoul. Uh, they've been at it for a while. They're now 26% complete. Uh, mm-hmm. They're obviously they're looking for Raxla. They're looking for other interesting things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all, all kinds of good stuff there. There is a link to their Discord on the announcement that if you want to help them scan those systems and find those things and potentially find uh, Raxla if if it's somewhere in that little 200 by year bubble uh, it's a good mm-hmm. initiative to get into obviously those of us here are fairly interested in that kind of stuff but uh, that is an option for everybody and the uh, the 3D visualization they have of the work that they've done thus far is, is super interesting and uh, yeah there's links to their discord the whole nine yards um it's it's good stuff i like it's a weird when you get into this sort of graph here it's wild. oh that blows your mind they've made is pretty wild yeah it reminds me actually you know what this reminds me of this visualization it reminds me of that first episode of discovery scanner where they were showing with dr k how like you go in with the stellar forge and how it's done in cubes and, and those cubes get smaller and smaller like cubes that are cubes like mm-hmm. a cube that has four cubes in it and that cube has 16 cubes in it and yada 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 although it's like turtles all the way down it's so how concentrated the search has been on the periphery of the sphere yeah it would be something if they found something closer it, it would be absolutely interesting and and intuitive at least yeah as as someone who is hunting for raxla all I can say is that, you know, it's like, it, it, I, I I have much respect for everyone that's going about it every way that they're going about it. So big salute to you guys. And let's, let's see as, as we keep things going. All right. <clears throat> so next up, we have the eight-wheel drive endurance championship. Now, this is a series of... 
SRV races, it rallies, if you will, that the elite racers are putting up. And this is going to be a, you know how they do with those rally races where they'll have like a circuit and then it's like, okay, um, <clears throat> you know, you get points for each race and then it's like they do like 10 races or whatever, then whoever has the most points or sometimes they'll do it where like if it's 10 races, whoever are the top like 10 people in the first nine races are the ones that that are qualified for the 10th race. And then, you know, it, it's just a long endurance race or whatever. So the first race actually starts on July 26, which is the day after the Buckyball race that, you know, they coordinated it. So the Buckyball race ends and then the next day, this one starts. Uh, and that's the, uh, the what is it? Morio Song Rally Morio's, Course? Morio Song, yeah. 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 And then, then you know, a week later, uh, or well, a little over 10 days later, is the Wasat Rally Course, and then the, the Brokpoi Rally Course, and the Dijambi. And, and so it's going to go... You know, July 26th, August 9th, August 30th, September 13th, September 27th, uh, 11th of October, 25th of October. So this is going to go for a while here where it's like two races a month. It's basically a couple weeks between each race. And uh, it, it, it's going to be sort of phenomenal. All the races, uh, the starts take place Sundays at 1730 UTC which is, you know, going to be like, what, 17.30 UTC is going to be like uh, like 1.30 in the afternoon Eastern time. Yeah. And it's Sundays. You know, you, you're off. You know, go go do whatever. But unlike the buckyball racers who they do time trials, the uh, elite racers, they do an old school like race race where you all line up at the line and then somebody says three, two, one, go. And then choom, everybody takes off. So <laughs> it's a different, it's a different sort of kind of a race and they're neat. Uh, the, the sort of the, the, the maps for the races are all laid out there on the site that we're going to link that you can, you can follow. Some of these are, are sort of shorter where it's like, Oh, okay. This one is going to be, you know, uh, you know, whatever, 40 kilometers or whatever, but then other ones are 55 or whatever. Other ones are hundreds of kilometers. So 180. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a, a, a mix. You know, the, the shortest race in here, I think, is the Hydeleptu, which is like 20 kilometers. It's one single stage. You're going from, uh, it's like there's a crater and there's a, a little sort of outpost base and you're in a lab. You're going from one to the other. You know, that's a nice short one. But some of these you're following along like long ridge lines and whatnot. And it's windy and it should be super, super good fun. So if you want to take place in this, like I said, it's you've got weeks to, to go because there's like two weeks between each race. The idea is like the buckyballers, you're going to go and run that, but instead of like, oh, you go on the starting date. No, no. You're going to go a week or two before the race starts and run it over and over and over, get good at it, and then show up day of the race at 1.30 in the afternoon Eastern time and whatever, 17.30 UTC, and run along people and, you know, give it your give it your go. See what happens. Uh, I think there's a couple of key things that jumped out at me when I looked at this. First of all... Mm. Uh, it's worth checking out the link and look at the website. 
there's some high quality there's like high production value here on the mm -hmm. promotion of this and all the maps they've set up but a couple of things jumped out at me like some of these races you can't do it on a tank and they've set up rules around how you oh yeah and you oh, have yeah. to recall recall your ship mm -hmm. and you can't you can't synthesize fuel so you have to have your ship come over oh no you do synthesize fuel but you you but can't synthesize it right your yes. ship has your ship has to arrive to you and then yes. you can synthesize the fuel so there's like a little bit more there than just mm -hmm. using the game mechanics which i thought was really cool um, and you can't you cannot repair your hull yep. unless yep. you're into your ship yep right. and then you have to uh you cannot synthesize advanced fuel you just have to do regular fuel yeah, uh, there's there's uh, gentlemen's gentlemen's rules as they call yeah. it right? there, there's yeah. an honor system here but uh i you know i was looking at it and thinking well how do you know where to go and like some of these are point to point so it's on your nav and some of them are like there's geography that you have to follow <laughs> um so yeah it would behoove you to go try the course ahead of time but it got me thinking like this is this is an endurance race some of these longer ones and so you're gonna have to plan out like how many times is my ship gonna have to come to me and is there i never even thought of this like is it does it matter what kind of ship you have like is there anything do different <laughs> oh, ships yeah. perform differently in being the support vehicle um in sort of getting to you and hovering over and landing and all that like that's a, that's an aspect never even occurred to me um, that'll that will definitely be a, a thing that people look into and if they find that it's okay i call this ship to me from this distance and you know hey a viper gets here faster than a cutter or or vice versa you know then for sure that'll be the ship that people use like every advantage when you're racing man it's it's like sailboat racing ounces count inches count every last percent of drift on the hull is is something that's slowing you down a second you got to get rid of it so yeah for sure man and, the, and they also said third-party tools are prohibited and and i get that that makes sense and then it got me thinking like i don't use third-party tools when i'm using my srv like should i be are there third-party tools i should know about that would otherwise advantage me in a race i'm not going to use them in the race but maybe i should look into that like there's I, it never even occurred to me to use third-party tools. yeah i mean planet doing stuff so they're probably talking about the tools like ed recon for example has a nav uh system where you can punch in okay. coordinates and it'll tell you what bearing to go to get to those so, like waypoints uh, yeah okay. exactly yeah. so so if you were wanting to say you know get an edge by having a, a digital you know navigator that kind of thing so the answer to that question then, Roy, is yes, absolutely. You should get ED Recon and use it for waypoints for stuff like, I don't know, if you're doing like, uh, you know, Dav's Hope or doing something, but like, don't use it for a race. That would be cheating. Yeah, yeah. But use it use it for, you know, your everyday life or it, whatever. It yeah. makes me wonder when you're, when you're running from these point to points, uh, <laughs> how much is, is all the terrain persistent? Like, is it the same every time? Yes. I guess it would have to be. Yes. Down on the planets, the, planetary terrain the, is. Down to the micron, like it's all got to be the same. 100%. Planetary terrain is, this is a thing that once once it's mapped, it's not it's not generated. It, I mean, it is, it is randomly computer generated the first time. But once it, once it exists, it's a thing. It's there and it stays the same. Uh, you know, you got situations like Alec Turner has circumnavigated, I think, Pamesh like three times. And it's the, the, the ridges, the valleys, the, the mountains all across that little planet. It's the same every time, man. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So take a look at that. The eight wheel drive endurance championship courtesy of the elite racers. Uh, that is awesome. Awesome stuff. Real quick, I just want to run a sort of a retraction from last week or a correction, if you will. Uh, Last week, we had a point in the uh, tech uh, section about uh, sort of the API access with uh, PlayStation and Xbox with regard to Inara. Some of that information is correct, but I think just to sort of... uh, uh, how do I say it? To clarify it, the change, the thing that's different now is that the Artie from Anara now has it set up to where it'll pull fleet carriers for, like, you could already access other information, but I think it was spotty or whatever, and it was being a problem for the fleet carriers, but <clears throat> he fixed it such that you can 100% of the time get now that it'll report all the fleet carriers from every platform. Uh, Arson, do you have any more on that, or is that did I sum it up properly? Yeah, you summed it up properly. Unfortunately, I had a uh, miscommunication. I, I don't think I was clear enough when I when I asked the question to to Artie originally, uh, which caused me to report incorrect information. I was excited, thinking that uh, that that was the first time console players had had the ability to plug their stuff in and. Uh, well, I think it, it's spotty. Like it, it, it was. I think he's done some overall background work to make it better because they were saying the people, even the people that were saying like, "No, my stuff has been on an R." They were saying sometimes, sometimes not. So, yeah, uh, Commander Wintermute actually on the uh, Elite Week show discussion is the one that uh, got me the information, letting us know that uh, that that's actually not the case, which I then went back to Artie and, and clarified, and I was like, okay, yeah, so I messed up on there. I He, he gave me the correct information, Artie did, and then I just misunderstood it. So that one is all on me. Conversations through text, though, that's, that's a very real possibility. We want to say thank you to Commander Wintribute for helping out with the correction or the clarification on that point, and for sure, still a huge salute to Artie because he's doing yeoman's work with uh with uh everything in anara including all of these updates all right so moving on to the next point operation ida update they're down to their last six damage stations to repair every station should be repaired by the end of the month just in time for frontier to turn back on the thargoids mid-august i'm not letting go of this theory and i don't care who uh, wants to challenge me? I'm saying sometime between mid-August and end of September. So sometime between, you know, August and October 1st, before October 1st, we will get some change to the story in-game, I think, to do with the Thargoids. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm super, super excited. Uh Oh, so now they're down to five. They uh, they just finished one last night. Uh, so we have an update from Galaga Champ. They're down to five stations left. They're getting it done. Galaga, uh, I, all I got to say to you and the boys in IDA is, uh, yeah, pick it up because uh, there's going to be some new broken stuff soon. 
and I'm sure I, I I don't know I don't know if I'm I'm putting myself in Galaga's shoes. He might be like, oh, thank God, we need something to do to continue the way that we like to play the game, or he might be like, Jesus Christ, it just vacuumed, and then you assholes come in here with a bag of Cheetos and just rip it up and spill everywhere. <clears throat> All right, guys, what do you do? Hop in on this Operation Ida. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Operation Ida has been doing fantastic things, keeping everything up. Uh, I, I do have to say the initial wave of Thargoid attacks, oof, uh, they've, they've been playing catch-up for, for a while because you got a mm -hmm. lot of goods you're trying to haul. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I subscribe to your theory. Uh, I, I think that they are going to turn it back on at uh, some point leading up to Odyssey. Well, I think I think also keep in mind, Operation Ida has gotten very very good at this, and now with fleet carriers, and, and I'm not saying that fleet carriers just make it a no brainer auto win, but it does provide them the ability with the skill set that they've continued to, uh, how do we put it, with the skill set that they've continued to refine and getting better and better at what they do combined with the logistical support and and capabilities of a fleet carrier you put those two together and i think operation ida is just a lean mean repairing machine and they're ready they're like bring it roy i can't wait i think all the pieces are coming together and i can't wait it's uh it's... so you guys are both drinking my kool-aid you guys are both saying okay i think it's coming <laughs> oh absolutely it just makes sense it just mm -hmm. makes sense all right well, let's see here I, I yeah i i just keep coming back to it it's like i'm 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 ready for i'm ready for what's coming i'm so so excited all right so now we get to the, the speculation quarter here. I'm going to drop something on you guys and, and just leave you on like, huh, scratching your head. And I'm going to point out, I'm going to say, this is not any inside sort of information that I have Frontier from Frontier. Everything that I'm saying here is public knowledge that is accessible to you. You can look into it for yourself and you decide what you think is the case. <clears throat> We're talking about the case of the missing Tim. Okay, so Tim, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Vindictive Coins, uh, was hired on as a senior community manager and uh, was very active in a bunch of discords, was talking every Monday, was talking here and there, was, you know, whatever. And then uh, all of a sudden, sort of went dead silent and haven't seen him around. Haven't seen him sort of in all the discords, having his discussions and whatnot. And uh, I also noticed that in recent uh, communications, if you look at, you know, maybe things where you've got the other community managers being interviewed or on a stream or whatever, zero mention of Tim in activities when things are going on, zero mention of Tim. Um uh, and I even checked out the Flight Assist podcast, which again, just just killing it. Flight Assist is an amazing podcast. And I noticed that when uh, Commander Gambit, first Garrido, was interviewed by them, he said, yeah, I am a community manager alongside uh, Arthur Tolmy, 
and Stephen Benedetti. And I thought, oh, that's weird. There's there's four guys in that sort of job pod, four guys in that group team. And you mentioned two of the others plus you. That's three. It's not a long list of names when you're leaving one out. So I suspect could be wrong. So it's one of a couple of things. Either A, I'm engaged watching this. I'm just watching this battle. This, this, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm watching, uh, Arson cruise around with his SRV like he thinks uh, it's I'm a little ship. I'm air support right now. So, so either A, Tim has been retasked and he's on some secret project that, you know, hasn't been mentioned yet or hasn't been, uh, whatever. Or B, he's been retasked and he's doing some other job function at Frontier, uh, i.e., you know, just the same way as Will moved on to being a product manager. I think, you know, I think I suspect Tim's working on something like that as a product manager or whatnot, but it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. There, There's another possibility that Tim's not with him, but I don't think that that's the case. I think he's definitely there. I just think he's working on some kind of a project or other thing and uh i don't know i'm paying attention and i'm interested to see and other people have noticed it i kind of kept it quiet i didn't want to say anything because i i noticed it and i was like oh that's weird and i reached out to him and obviously got the sort of hey everything's great standard no comment you know whatever and and i reached out to uh other people and got the hey everything's great standard no comment and for the record if frontier ever tells me anything you know sort of on a hush-hush situation, obviously I'm going to keep my mouth shut and not endanger my relationship there. But if I ask them and all I get is standard no comment, well, then I don't have any privileged information. I'm free to speculate, however I, uh, you know, just as anybody else does. Um, I don't know. What have you guys, what do you guys think? Have you guys noticed anything? Or now that I'm saying all this, are you going like, ha, huh, that does make sense. I haven't seen him around. I mean, the omission of him from the list... <laughs> Yeah, that could be the kind of thing that they're not noticing. They're telegraphing, for sure. Hmm. Arson? Uh, so I, I can't say that I've noticed the stuff. I haven't had a lot of time lately to watch the streams and what have you, but I have noticed that he's been quiet because I took very special notice at uh, the amount of wonderful communication that he had been giving us. Uh, just over the last you know couple of months it's been fantastic right off all right and and if you notice that sort of dried up that's going quiet yep it sure did <laughs> i will say this on the matter um i very much enjoyed the increased engagement level on the discords from tim uh i think tim's an awesome guy I loved having him in the chats and whatnot. And I know that Arthur is A, just getting up to speed and and B has been in some discords and has had some chats and that's that's great. But I think <clears throat> the level of contact that in general across not just our Discord, but multiple other Discords that was sort of coming out from Tim was a marked uh sort of uptick from 
from previous. And I, I think if you look at sort of the lack of his, I mean, he had a copy pasta that went into a bunch of discords every Monday morning, like clockwork at the exact same time, every Monday morning, I think he had a, you know, a alarm set and would sit down at his desk and whatever, have his coffee or whatever, and <clears throat> would, would do his sort of send out sort of a similar, you know, Hey, good morning, Monday morning, yada, yada. How's everybody, whatever. And, and would just spit that out in 50 different discords. And then, but he would also, people would respond back with like, Oh, this or all oh, that. And Oh, okay. We're looking into this. Oh, that's interesting. Whatever. And I, I, I would love to see that level of contact and community sort of outreach continue uh, even if he's busy on another project, just, you know, from someone else or whatever. Although I'm sure now this, I'm the asshole who's like, Hey, why don't you, can I, can I get fries with that? Whatever. I'm asking for extra, <laughs> but you know, I, I just, I, I very much enjoyed that, uh, that aspect of, uh, of an extra sort of reach out and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and go ahead. I was just going to say one of the things that I did notice that that he was doing that really caught my attention was he wasn't just popping in and hitting people with with the copy pastas. He was paying attention to what was being said, too. Oh, yeah. Because I noticed a few times where uh, something happened, somebody was discussing a particular bug, and then he's like, oh, hey, wait a second. Can you clarify this? And and is collecting extra information and just that kind of proactive uh, community management. We're, we're seeing it not just from him, but from, from everybody on there. And it's, I, I feel like we, <laughs> Frontier had been using the term the next era. I feel like when they drop fleet carriers, that's, they're like, okay, next era is here. We're stepping up our game. Get ready, guys, because here we come. Right on, right on. All right, so let's let's move on to the feedback. Now, let's go ahead and I'm going to have you guys, you, you're already pre-assigned with your feedback to read out, and then I'll announce the winner. So, uh, Roy, why don't you give it a start? Yeah, so uh, we had um, Derek Beamer write in to us, and uh, what he wrote was, uh, I love, and this was to the question of, you know, what do you love in the game, basically? Mm -hmm. And his answer was, I love the community in this game. Commanders like Kaizen setting up projects and the community around the search for Raxla give me a direction in a game that has so much going on, I'd have no idea what to do next. I got the Corvette and thought, what now? I felt like I'd finished the game. Thank you, Commanders, for giving us all a direction to go. Even if we get nowhere, it's fun working on something. Right on. Thank First you very much, Thank you very much for the kind words, by the way. Yeah, that was great. Indeed. It's it's always nice to hear people. It's like, okay, I've gotten my, my ship, and now what do I do? And then they realize, oh, wow, there's so much more out here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I guess the, the next one is from Harry Badge. I, <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Go with that, it. that, that, Go that with got it. me. He says, my favorite part of Elite has been getting to know all of you guys that put yourselves out there to help everyone out. And you guys all go way above and beyond, and I wouldn't be the commander today that I am 
uh, if it wasn't for the whole elite community putting forth efforts to bring the entire playing community together uh, and or informed of everything from news in the galaxy, which I love, to helping playing the game and how to get the hang of elite, which I needed. If it wasn't for you all, I probably wouldn't play it as much as I do. Fantastic game to play when the leaders of the community like yourself, D2E uh, or Astro, Down to Earth Astronomy, Burr, uh, Commander Easy, step forward, make videos, get us involved in play that affects the whole game. It really adds to everything that I love about Elite. Right on. That is fantastic. I dig that. I dig that feedback. All right, Roy? For yeah, you. then we had uh, Vass3303 uh, wrote to us, uh, to me, you guys are just as important as Inara engineers. If I need to find something out about Elite instead of looking it up, I'll just listen to you. Plus, you always leave me feeling very positive about the game. Keep up the quality work, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. So I have to ask, is uh, is Mackie Sasser 420? I noticed that your fleet carrier is called TW, TDW, Harry's Garage, TDW. Mackie Sasser, are you, in fact, Harry Badge in... in uh, is that like a dual account or whatever? Hmm. I'm wondering about that. that. Need answers. Yeah. Well, that is super, super awesome. And we're going to. I'm looking to see here. I'm not getting a response. Okay. Um, yeah. So the winner of uh, this this week's uh, prize, which is in fact the entrepreneur prize pack is in fact harry batch so harry contact me in discord and i will uh get in touch you know i will get you the uh the um codes and the redemption site that you go to for your entrepreneur pack you won the uh uh the prizes and for this week's uh, <clears throat> this this next week's you know prize for the uh, call it uh, for the feedback is going to be uh, let's see here the explosive pack which is as I click on this let's take Sounds a look intriguing. the explosive is expedition assassin explosive so you've got a gamescon cobra uh paint job you've got the pax east vulture and the pax south sidey sidewinder uh paint job so it's three exclusive paint jobs for the exclusive if any of you guys haven't been checking out these paint jobs on the, on the Discord, these are sweet. sweet yeah. Paint job. Yeah, man. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey, this is a thing that you can't, uh, you know, you can't get. Uh, Not even with arcs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right, so we're going to, uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, Harry, hit me up uh, in, uh, in the Discord, and we'll get it to you. And for this week's uh, prize, you're, you're going to be engaging in this community feedback question. And let's just go ahead and roll it right into the community feedback now. 
and uh, yeah, and get into it. So <clears throat> this week for the discussion topic, my idea is cr the creation of an elite mentor program. So what this is about is this. There are two sort of key factors that I believe make elite dangerous, sort of uh, very unique in, in, in the game sphere. The first is that there is a super high, almost wall of, of uh, the, the, what do you call that? Where like the, the, the learning, cur curve. learning curve, there you go. The learning curve is, is more of a, almost a straight up wall that turns off so many people. I think there's a lot of people that try Elite Dangerous and are the type of people I think that would like Elite Dangerous but after their first, you know, 10 times of exploding a ship trying to land or just failing at doing it, say, ah, this is too much. Or, you know, they first start and they're in a ship and they don't understand this or that. Some aspect of the game that the vast majority of us sort of take for granted is, is something that is, you know, troublesome for them. And it's a thing that, you know, they just have issue with. The other aspect of unique sort of, uh, not unique per se, but I think is, is, is more so in, more prevalent in, in Elite Dangerous than in many, many other games is the high level of awesome people in the community that are very generous with their time and their uh, sort of willingness to assist people. Um, yep. and, and, and I think that if you put these two factors together, the steep learning curve that's more of a wall than anything and the high number of people that are willing to go out of their way to help, it cries out for the creation of a mentor program. Now, there are some keys that I think you need to do to make this work. The idea of the mentor program is, number one, you have predetermined sort of series of things that you have to do to qualify to be a mentor. You have to, you know, have mined X amount of ore of, you know, laser mining, subsurface deposits, and, and uh, core deposits so that you can actually talk about things and know what you're talking about. You're not just, you know, oh, I know one thing and, and you're giving bad advice to people. Uh, maybe, you know, make it triple elite or make it, uh, <clears throat> you know, you have to have, uh, you know, done enough trade runs. You have to have done wing trade runs, regular trade runs, wing assassination mission, regular assassination mission. Uh, you know, all the different, you know, courier missions and this, that, and the other, and all those sort of different types, a certain amount of exploration. Um, and they can set it all up where it's like, hey, uh, you know, we've, we've got these criteria and you hit all of the criteria, therefore you're, you're allowed to be a mentor. Now, it's very, very important that when you're in, how that would work as far as being a mentor is, 
just how the same time when when people start playing the game and you have like when you join a squadron you have squadron chat i think that all of the newer players to the game let's just go ahead and i don't know call them uh uh call them green commanders or i don't know let's come up with a name that sort of isn't like prerogative or whatever pejorative rather sorry uh yeah whatever mentees that seems a little weird too but (laughs) i don't know let's call them let's you know cadets how about cadets 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 there we go that's better all right so new players are cadets and then the existing sort of players the veterans would be listed as mentors and uh, I, I, you call them mentors. Don't call them veterans because it's important that they be willing to mentor. This is a program that you have to sign up for, not just because you meet all the criteria are you automatically a mentor. You have to say, yes, I want to be a mentor. I want to help people. And then you you get put into this channel. Now, this is sort of very important to make this whole program work. And hear me out, because this is going to seem counterintuitive, but I swear to God, it's not. Mentors get zero reward, have zero power, and have zero indication that they're a mentor other than in that mentor channel. And here's what I mean. I've seen other games where they have tried to do this mentor program, uh, and it works by and large well. Like Final Fantasy XIV, they have a mentor program, and they call it Sprouts or Greenleafs. that you know are the newer players and then you have the mentors and you have to sign up for it you have to voluntarily choose to do it and it puts you in a chat channel where you can mentor people and a lot of people in that community are awesome and help out newer players however they made the mistake of putting some rewards in it and i think it's awesome to have some rewards in it and uh, that works well i think as i've heard that works very very well in japan they have a different culture in america And I think in a lot of Western cultures, when you put rewards into it, people are going to sign up just because they want a sticker, they want a star or a crown by their name, they want some recognition. Those people that want to do it for the recognition, they want a crown by their name or a star whenever they fly anywhere or they type in chat, those are exactly the people you don't want as the mentor, okay? Those people that are doing it because they want a paint job or a sticker or whatever, those are the people you do not want as a mentor. I've seen in Final Fantasy XIV some situations where <clears throat> you get those people that are just in it for the, the sticker. They're in it for the prize. They're in it for the prestige. And those people are invariably the ones that the rest of us mentors would be like uh, shaking our head because, you know, you're talking rude to people that don't know in the chat or you get paired up with them to go work on a thing and then you're sort of just dismissive and rude and whatever to them and and toxic and like that is obviously the exact opposite of the behavior that we want to encourage with this program Mm. so for me personally if you told me hey there's no reward in it for you yes you show up as a mentor in that chat channel but only in that chat channel you don't have any sticker or star crown or anything by your name you don't have any authority or power in the game if you if you see me in that chat channel i'll show up as a mentor because people need to know who to listen to instead of just 10 new guys chime in with a guess on an answer and the one guy who's you know giving the proper answer because he's a mentor it gets overlooked in the in the in the confusion 
You want people to see in that channel who the mentors are. But in the rest of the game, you want no indication that they're a mentor. You want no power and you want no prizes, no rewards. I would still today sign up for that program. I can tell you for a fact from watching people's streams, DH397 would sign up for that program. He helps people in his streams for hours a day. Uh, Mal uh, for the win would sign up for that program. I've seen him do that shit on stream. Warlord would sign up for them. Psychic would sign up for that. You know, uh, 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 you know, down to earth and 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 the burrs and and all of these lovely people and so many more that are not streamers that are not yeah. famous that are not I known can, i can think of lots of people lots of let's say quote unquote regular people who yes who would sign up for that just because that's how that's the kind of people they are arson roy fee data you know uh, uh chig uh so is dubs for sure there are so many people you know, I see Dubs do this all the time in general. Just like people ask questions, he stops what he's doing. Oh, here, let me, I'll jump over and help you. So the idea of this program is people can type in chat and get just general. The new players can get, the cadets can get answers to their questions. Like, hey, why is it? I, I just souped up my ship. I put these cool new lasers on it. And then as soon as I took off, it said, you know, everything was okay. And then I went to the Hazres. And as soon as... I started to try to shoot something. It said, you know, shields offline, you know, power capacity exceeded. Uh, what's going on here? And you need somebody to say like, okay, well, you just added some new powerful stuff to your ship that takes power. You didn't upgrade your power distributor. You didn't upgrade your power, uh, um, what do you call it? Module. module no power, it's power, power, plant. power plant, power plant. You didn't, you didn't upgrade your power plant. You exceeded your available whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, like how come I can't, you know, I used to be able to, you know, uh, boost, 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 boost. Now I can't. Well, you just made your thrusters way more powerful, but you didn't increase the power distributor. And also, let me suggest, you know, that it, you should look at maybe some engineering for that. And here's how this works. You can go for, an, you know, for an exploration ship. You want to go, uh, you know, uh, engine focused. Uh, for almost all, almost all other ships, you want to go charge enhanced. You know, for certain mining builds, you want to go weapon focused because that that extra eight or nine seconds that it's going to give you uh, of of <clears throat> you know being able to fire those mining lasers without having to to stop is is key. But you know, for certain exploration ships, yeah, engine enhanced all the way, engine focused. For certain mining ships, yeah weapon focused all the way for 99% of all the ships that you make charge enhance, you know, all the way. So like you're going to have people that can answer those questions. And you're also going to have people that say, Oh, okay, here, let me, I'll stop what I'm doing. Uh, I've got some time tonight. I'll, I'll go with you and I'll take you by the hand and we'll let's go together to the guardian ruins and we'll work it out and we'll get you your FSD booster, your guardian FSD booster or whatever. So this would be a program for people that are willing to do stuff like that and help out. And like I said, as much as I would love to reward those awesome people with prizes, not rewarding them with prizes is the, is the best way to make sure that you keep it pure so that you want to have 
you know, people just not have any real interest in taking part unless they're the people that really want to help. No self reward for this. All right, guys, what do you think? Poke some holes in it, whatever. I, I think the last point you made is the most important one, that, that if the only reward is the reward that uh, people who are motivated to help people get intrinsically from helping people, then that's who you're going to filter for. And I think what you could do at that point is you could put in a thing where because there's there's one other reward that people would take if you give them no reward, and that's trolls. There are going to be some people who might want to troll hard enough to, like, actually sort of, you know, go in there and be a dick. And, and I don't think many. I don't think many. But the, for the few cases where you have that, what you do is... You have it to where the other uh, mentors in the channel can, you know, okay, can flag that guy. And it's like, okay. I guess it depends on what's the list of things you have to do because I could actually also see um, folks that uh, they're not motivated for a decal or a paint job, but there's there's a bit of a, um, a need right now, I think, and this has come up before, how you get to elite and trading and mining so quickly uh having something like this that actually goes through and structures here's the goals here's the hundred goals you need to do mm. to go do this thing i could see people going and doing those goals even if there wasn't a paint job and even if they didn't want to be a mentor just to have some structure to going and accomplishing something and yes. maybe along the way they'd actually turn into mentors even if they didn't start out that way if they weren't you know motivated because there's some huge uh uh you know uh, monetary or, or something well, you'd otherwise buy with arcs or whatever but well, that, let me, that, kind of, that kind of progression structure is kind of lacking right now let me restate a point that I made at the beginning that may have been lost along the way um, this is an opt-in program so even if you meet the hundred qualifications or whatever to be a mentor if you're like hey I did all the things just because I wanted it I'm a completionist I like to check off the list if you still don't go, you it's like, okay, you have to go to Jameson's and in yeah, Jameson's yeah, stations, yeah. you have to opt in to say, I yeah. want to be a mentor. I'm not suggesting someone would accidentally become a mentor. It's more like having having that kind of a, just, it sounds so basic, but having a checklist on a screen somewhere mm -hmm. in a game that showed you'd done all these things, mm -hmm. that has some merit in and of itself. And, and, and uh, if there wasn't a reward at the end of it, you may find that some of the people that end up on that journey end up being good teachers also, and they might not have even started that way or had that initial uh, that initial goal. But yes, I mean, I, I just put that in as a side thing as because they don't have that already, there's going to be some people attracted to this that, that um, not for nefarious purposes, but just because it's nice to have a, you know, a, a thing to... It, this is, I think, also a, in some ways... Um, one of the elements of things that draws people to BGS is there's always something to do that's productive, right? It's it's that sort of sense of you're working towards a goal, that's all, as opposed to a single mission. Like, very few of the missions, I, I can't think of actually any other than follow-on missions or when you unlock a Fed or, or Imperial mission, there aren't, like, there's some, there's some quests for engineers and things like that, but there's not a whole lot of stuff that's multi-part missions in this game. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that that would be an amazing side effect. Uh, I'm, I'm going to kill myself on stream because my ship 
didn't actually dismiss. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to let the system authority kill me and go back to my ship. But I don't know if, if, if you guys know this or if I even mentioned it when I introduced myself last stream. Um, I was a mentor at the Galactic Academy uh, mm -hmm. for <laughs> somewhere between like two to three years. I'm not really sure. I'm really bad with dates. Um, mm -hmm. But I can tell you from personal experience, there would be there would definitely be people that would be interested. Mm -hmm. um, and having and I don't know if you mentioned this, Kai, but having this kind of system in game would be just absolutely amazing and phenomenal. Um, in fact, I'm going to open up my thing here real quick. And, and I'm sorry, uh, Roy, I'm going to leave the wing real fast so that I can get this. Boys. There is an option for multi-crew where you're going in and you can do bounty hunting, piracy, or find a mentor. Uh, ever since multi-crew came in, one of the things that I have uh, wanted for ages was the opposite, because you can join another ship, uh, but you can also go in, and I can't do it because I'm in my SRV right now, so maybe I should go ahead and kill myself, um, but when you're in your ship and you're looking for crew, there's not an option to request a mentor. And I think that this idea, and I think this needs to be in the game, that, that multi-crew option should be in the game either way, but I think that this particular idea would create a really fantastic opportunity to have these approved mentors. Uh, preferably, I would like an interview process on that. Um, so you, you meet your checklist, you get Frontier's attention, and then anybody moderating that list can then interview you and approve you. Um, but if you're approved, then a new player that opens up their panel can select request a mentor and instead of joining that person on their ship the new player has the mentor on their own ship yes that would be like a student driver so that the instructor is there watching you and making sort of uh like hints or tips or or you know, like, okay, well, this you did great. This you kind of want to try. Have you tried this? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first time taking my girlfriend to mine in this game. And she tried it, and she played the game a little, and then she was like, meh. And uh, <clears throat> we had a whole issue where I was explaining to her, like, no, no, no. You, you go get void opals. It's, you know, it's a thing. You can go, yada, yada. And she had a an issue where she was firing off the prospector limpets and then was saying okay there's no rocks there's no there's no i'm not fine I, I went out there for three hours i didn't find a single void opal and i was like how do you, you went to the hot spot yes and you i showed you the type of rocks to look for yeah and you didn't find a single void opal yes and then literally i went back out with her and i was like okay Let's go together. We're going to, because she's like, I'm quitting this game. I, I give up. I, this, it makes no sense. I've got the worst luck. I can't find a single void opal. So we went out together, and then she fired off the prospector limpet, and then she was like, okay, nope, and then started moving to the next rock, and I said, wait, hold on. Did you target the prospector limpet? And she was like, what do you mean? And literally, then she clicked on it. She targeted the prospector limpet, and then she saw what I saw, which was that it was a void opal core rock. 
I just, but I mean, that's a thing. Like seeing something like that, where like someone just taking the time to go with you and say, hey, there's a step here. You did 19 things right. You missed one step and that led to failure. Let's fix that step. Yeah, and it's so easy to do that in Elite. It's, mm -hmm. it's insane. Uh, it really doesn't hold your hand. Like, and I'm just going to plug this mechanic because it, it's it's just a prime example of things that people miss. But we were talking about the, the power plant uh, thing that you explained mm -hmm. earlier. One of the things that people know is that if your power plant's popped, it hits 0% integrity because somebody shot it out, your ship's disabled. But most people don't know that there are three total different malfunction types. You have when your power plant hits 0% integrity, it collapses, and most people are like, oh, I'm dead in the water, and then they die shortly thereafter. So it's like, okay, that's it. It's done. But the trick is that there is the collapse, which while it's collapsing, it only outputs 20% power for you know a few seconds. And then when it's done, your power plant outputs 50% power. But then there's a third malfunction that I like to refer to as an impact malfunction. And that's just any time, and I don't know the integrity, but your power plant gets below a certain integrity, then any weapon impact that hits it directly has a chance to make it malfunction, dropping mm -hmm. to 40%. So if you take your power priorities and you're planning, you can go, okay, priority one doesn't hit or exceed 20% consumption, two doesn't hit or exceed 40%, and then three doesn't hit or exceed 50%. Then uh, four is anything that you want to stay on when your weapons are deployed, and five is anything you need to turn off because you're overpower. Uh, and you know, I in my ship, I use it religiously. Uh, thrusters keep changing; that bug is still there. Uh, but uh, you can basically make sure that uh, you know if if your power plant's disabled, you can still keep your frame shift drive charging and your sensors on and your chaff popping and your power distributor charged like in in my fully a-rated uh, python it's there are so much potential that you get that you can configure before you ever get into it and and none of that's communicated and that kind of thing is exactly why we need a mentorship program like this because there's plenty of people uh like those of us on the show those that you guys mentioned that that would jump on helping these people uh these new players these cadets uh learn this stuff um i know i would jump in on it super quick mm -hmm. right on okay roy do you have anything else to add to this subject before we wrap it up uh not not more than what i said before i mean it's it's yeah. uh, a needed thing there's so much complexity and and there's so many people that want to help and and the other thing is the crutch that many of us have used and i i don't mean to demean it by saying it's a crutch but not not everyone jumps to looking for a discord or yes for a or youtube or, or youtube as well or a podcast like they're yeah. they're in the game and they're trying to figure this mm -hmm. out so there needs to be a mechanism in the game to i think you know, rescue the thousands of people that are playing this that aren't the percentage that are in these other types of uh, vehicles. 100%. So there's so many people, there's so many people that will say to the, respond to my idea of this mentor program of, dude, just YouTube it. It has everything on there. I cannot tell you. Yes, that's what I did. That is what I did. And that's what I think most of the people that successfully latch onto this game do. They latch on to they have a friend to guide them or they have a, a, a proclivity to like all right i'm gonna go to youtube and figure this shit out or they have you know i listen to these five podcasts and that's how i heard about this thing or they have 
some oh i'm in this discord and there there's people there that help me but how many people are we losing to the fact that they don't use one of these avenues and then it's just like this is too hard and then they quit yeah so all right and i want to hear from you guys we want to hear from you guys put in the comment section of this video uh put in the uh you know go to the elite week discord which in the in the notes there's going to be a link to the discord or you can uh the email is going to be you know elite week 3306 at gmail.com is going to be in the show notes respond hit me up there uh hit me up in twitter uh you know in the discord under the um under the the actual room for it which is under general text when you expand that out and you'll see community feedback it's got a little picture of uh, community feedback of the week it's got a little calendar on there um you know get in touch with us and let us know what you think number one you're going to get your you're, you're going to be able to express your ideas and get it read out on the air uh and number two you know, you could be like uh, Harry Badge and win yourself a, a very cool, uh, you know, uh, prize. And the, the prize, unique prize. <laughs> right on. All right. Don't say his <clears throat> name too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the it's the Mets. It's the uh, yeah, it's the player for the Mets. All right. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that brings us to. Uh, the next point, which is we're, we're getting to the home stretch here. Uh, let's see here. We've got state of the game. So here are my three things under state of the game. Number one, obviously, like I said, I did the interview that went up earlier today with Alec Turner. The Buckyball Race uh, Club Keys to the Carrier Race is on now it started like a couple hours started literally two hours ago it's out there get out there get it you got a week to do it go have some fun uh it's it's good stuff number two the axi cg is going it is continuing apace it is they are on target for uh um you know achieving the thargoid heart and all of the other stuff is I think all completely wrapped up. I'll, I'll double check, but I think all of it, the only thing that's left is the Thargoid Hearts. It may be one or two other things have a couple left, but um, it's it's going. It's not going to take until August the 20th. It's going to finish before then. So if you're a procrastinator who's saying, well, I'm just going to wait till August the 19th and then go get my bit, you're going to miss out. You're not going to get your sticker like everybody else did. I got mine. And uh, I hope you guys have got yours. So get out there and get it done. And then lastly, <clears throat> the Matariki Tiki Tour is going on now. It started as of Sunday. So it started as of, you know, five, six days ago. And Frontier, I, I talked to Frontier about this uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, talked to Bruce and, and pass it on to the guys uh, to say like, hey man, this is a very cool thing that you guys should be supporting. You guys should should sort of get in on, and um, and they did on the live stream that they did uh, <clears throat> this last week. They they plugged it. They were like, this is a cool thing. They had a link to the site. They you know they had you know graphics for it and all kinds of stuff. It was super super awesome. So hats off to Grover uh kiwi on his awesome awesome 
mini expedition it is not too late you can still sign up it's been extended i think until the end of the month so like you can go it's literally it's an expedition that you can do in like four hours it's one expedition to go to the pleadies go out there have some fun go to the the links that he has set up for people to see the sort of explanation for how the maori mythology works of like okay this is the matariki which was the mother and here are the eight children just the same way as in greek mythology they call them the pleiades and and it's it's uh all of titan's children i think it's mostly daughters right but i think isn't there like one or two whatever i'm, I'm not much on my greek mythology but like <clears throat> so yeah get in on that and uh it's it's uh it's super super awesome. Um, all right, guys, what do you have for the state of the game before we close this out? Uh, I just say take a breath on the mining. Yes. <laughs> Go do something else. Yes. Go have some fun with something else and don't freak out. And uh, yeah, they'll fix it. They'll fix it. Yes. Yeah. Obvious things to fix. Well, so it's going to be fixed next week. Okay. But but I will say this. When I say it's going to be fixed, it's still going to be nerfed. They intended to nerf it. And yeah. let's be honest, they needed to nerf it. It was silly. Okay? But they intended to nerf it by, you know, 40%. So that it would be 60% as good as it was. And what they ended up with was they nerfed it by 98%. That that will get fixed. But it's still going to be, you know... It's, it's not going to be 2% of as good as it was, but it's going to be 60%, 65% as good as it was. And there's going to be some people that don't like that. And tough. It is what it is. Uh, but, yeah. Go, as Roy just said, go 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 farm Thargoids. Go get your combat rank up. Go have some fun at Hazardous. Go yeah. turn the wheel, the dark wheel. Turn go, the wheel, go buckyball race. AXI, uh, go, go work on your engineering. Okay. You know, you can work on your engineering mats, whatever. That mining will be back next week, mostly. It's going to never be back to what it was before. Deal with it. It, it. This is what it is. They intended to change it, and they should have changed it. They just screwed up in how they changed it, and they'll fix it next week. You're absolutely right. Arson, what do you got? <laughs> Hello, Arson. Well, of course, I muted myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But I, I don't really have a whole lot to throw on it. You know, the mining stuff, uh, technically, that sucks. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but the uh, everything's good. I think that, that right now... The state of the game, I've got to say, it's it's better than it's been in at least two years, and I'm I'm really as, as a long-standing fan, I'm I'm very proud of what Frontier has accomplished here. Absolutely, okay. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw one last thing, the very final thing to close this out. This isn't technically technically the state of the game, but it's part of the state of the game for me. Uh, just earlier today. Uh, uh, Plater tweeted out sort of a health update. His stuff is, I'm not going to get too into details or whatever, but his stuff is continuing to go well and, and, and things are moving in the right direction. And I, I could not be more pleased. Uh, Plater is a treasure. He is 
a uh, phenomenal member of the community that is this game and just a phenomenal person in in, in his own right just as as a person and uh man we love you and we're so glad that things are 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 going in the in the right direction and it's with with that kind of serious you know cancer like it's not a this isn't a situation of like oh you know a light whatever a skin thing that's whatever he his his prognosis was you know terminal uh and 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 he's just continued to fight and to beat expectations and beat the odds and and for a guy who literally said like okay this is probably going to be my last year of doing this thing where i'm raising money doing a 24-hour charity stream to raise money because i'm not going to be here next year and then as the year progresses he's gotten like like literally i think now this is like the third checkup update in a row where things are moving in the right direction it's beautiful so it's awesome big salute to plater we love you brother all right guys let's uh everybody say good night i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna go with bill and ted's be excellent to each other arson what you got (laughs) i can't top that (laughs) okay all right roy just have fun stay safe everyone Great explorer. I'm finding things never found. Sometimes it's grim and the earth likes a slim, but there's plenty of stars all around. Oh, yes, I'm the great. Explorer I'm finding worlds of my own There's lots to see But what's bothering me Is that I am exploring alone If only I had Someone here with me to share my adventures and all that I see. Oh, yes, I'm the great explorer. It's something I do quite well. I'll scan from a Tauris can all go to hell. I've got plenty of data to sell. Yeah!
Stop.